over the last while, we've talked a lot about what is really the denomination's role. And, and I see our role as, as being, a, well, within our Baptist tradition and heritage anyway, is to be more of a support. It's not to drive an agenda from head office, so to speak, but we're called to support and to help help the churches that are part of our denomination to thrive in the ministry that God's called them to at this time in their context. Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president, Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. This episode is sponsored in part by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is a network of people and churches working together to spread the hope of Christ. For more than 25 years, CBF has been driven by its mission to serve Christians and churches as they discover and fulfill their God-given mission. Join the fellowship at work in long-term global missions in more than 25 countries. Join them too as they strive to form healthy congregations and support the ministers that serve them. Put your faith to action. Visit cbf.net to get connected. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Rob Ogilvy. He's the Executive Minister of Canadian Baptist of Western Canada. I had a chance to talk to Rob a few weeks ago when we were together at the meeting of the North American Baptist Fellowship in Falls Church, Virginia. It's a great time to hear from Baptist leaders from various denominations across Canada and the United States. And so Rob's going to talk about ministry there in Western Canada, some of the unique challenges, some of the unique blessings that he's seeing there. So I think it's a really helpful and interesting conversation. So here's my interview with Rob Ogilvy of Canadian Baptist of Western Canada. All right, well, thank you, Rob, for joining us on the program. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So you lead Canadian Baptists of Western Canada. That's correct. So you're definitely from Canada. Yes, absolutely. I live in Vancouver on the West Coast. I love that you have the Canadian in there twice. Yes. You want to emphasize that in your denomination. That's layer. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We do get teased about the redundancy <laughs> of things that way, but it, it actually came about because we have four denominations that are all a part of Canadian Baptist ministries. And so each one is recognized by its geographic area as well. So yeah. We're not that creative in Canada. <laughs> well, so why don't you tell us a little bit about this group of what fits under this umbrella of Western Canada and what are some of the things you all, you all are doing? Sure, yeah. Well, Western Canada is made up of four key provinces, British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. And then there's a couple of territories in the north as well. And so we have about 170 churches that are scattered across that territory, which is um, when you put it into perspective with some of the American denominations in particular, it's very small over a huge geographic area. I remember looking it up at one point in time when I heard of uh, some of the Texas groups where they have over 5,000 churches in Texas. And I looked our area up and we're over a million square miles and um, with only 170 churches. So, so that's, it's great to be able to be involved in ministry spread across that area, but it has its own challenges with that as well, with needing to have staff that are quite spread out, just a part of the various 
geographic regions as well. But we have we have staff that are in each of those regions. We we have what we call regional ministers, and they are our key support people to walk with churches. In many ways, we call our regional offices sort of our triage centers or our 911 call places. If a church has some sort of a struggle or a challenge, they can call that that group first. And and if they can't help you themselves, they'll pass you on to somebody else who hopefully can. And uh, so that's our that's our primary resource to those churches. But over the last while, we've talked a lot about what is really the denomination's role. And and, and I see our role as, as being, a, well, within our Baptist tradition and heritage anyway, is to be more of a support. It's not to drive an agenda from head office, so to speak, but we're called to support and to help help the churches that are part of our denomination to thrive in the ministry that God's called them to at this time in their context. So that's what we try to do in a variety of different ways. And you've been in this role for a couple of years now. Yeah, just over two years. Yeah. So what have you learned and what, what, what have you, what have been some of the, talked a little bit about the challenge of distance, but what, what have been some of the things that you've learned in, in this, this leadership role? Yeah. In uh, prior to taking on this role, I served as a pastor in two different churches over 13 years. And then I served as what we call a regional minister for the province of British Columbia and the Yukon Territory. And I did that for nine years. And so it's been interesting having these different roles, how you you shift and that rule does change as time goes on. I've been using a hockey illustration. Now I don't know if this will be <laughs> if this will be helpful or not. Maybe it will. Maybe no, no, it will. No, 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 no. St. Louis Blues. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> it's a good year for hockey, bro. With, without naming any specific teams, the, my hockey illustration is that I I say that when I was a pastor. I was like a player on the ice, you know, you're as a pastor, you're involved with people day to day in spiritual conversations. You do weddings, you do funerals, you do baptisms, you are preaching to the same group each week. You are engaging with one group of people in a particular place at a particular time. When I became a regional minister, I felt like I went behind the bench. I became a coach and my role was to be there to support the pastors and the church leaders of the various churches that were in my region. And now that I'm the executive minister, I see myself as the general manager, which doesn't really sound all that spiritual, (laughs) but it's an interesting role because on a broader scale, it is one of supporting all of my coaches, supporting my key executive team that is there to support the pastors and the church leaders. And then my role as well is to help to create vision, do planning on a broader scale, connect with our partners such as at the North American Baptist Fellowship, as well as uh, being responsible for the financial end of things. So it's uh, that's that's how I've uh, kind of grown into this role anyway, and my good Canadian illustration of what the role is that I'm in at this point in time. Your predecessor in the position, Jerry Bell, who's now General Secretary of North American Baptist Fellowship, has been joking all year about you know the St. Louis Blues. Most of the players are Canadian. Yes. And then, of course, then on the NBA side of Toronto, and yeah. most of the, those players are Americans. Yeah. And so we have, we have this interesting cross going on our sports. That's uh, right. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's great. So we're here at the meeting of the North American Baptist Fellowship, and you've shared some stories of things that are happening in your union. And I wonder if you could share those couple of moments with us of, of ways that you all are ministering and the ways that God is, is at work in your area. Yeah, sure. I'd be glad to. The two stories that I shared earlier, the first one was 
focused around our our assembly, as we call it, or our gathering of our churches that come together. It happens every two years. We don't do it every year, but we do it every two years. And so when we have that gathering, we come together and, and you know, you do the family business in some ways. But one of the highlights for me at this past assembly was when we came together and we intentionally got people to sit down to talk to one another. Too often we say that we end up talking about one another and we don't talk to one another, particularly around challenging issues that we might be going through. And we as a denomination are being stretched in some ways right now around conversation around church membership and what that looks like, particularly as uh, some churches have recognized that there are people from the LGBTQ community that are in them and they're talking about the possibility of membership. And so membership has been a key focus for us over the last while. And we've been emphasizing who makes decisions about local church membership and then what does it mean to be a member church of the Canadian Baptist of Western Canada? And so we had this great session that lasted for about 90 minutes where 325 people in a gymnasium all around tables of eight talking to one another. And I said earlier, that was one of the highlights for me of that assembly was knowing that people were engaging with one another, hearing the reports afterwards. Some found it really, really helpful. Found Some found it really challenging because we encourage people to sit and to talk with people that you wouldn't necessarily have the same perspective with. So that, that causes some angst and anxiety for people. But I was really proud of the fact that people actually did it and they engaged and they were willing to enter into those conversations. So that was a great piece. The other story that I shared about our, our gathering was uh, celebrating one of the new churches. We were able to welcome four new churches actually into our denomination, which was a wonderful thing. At the same time, we have some small towns on our prairies that are the town itself is basically shutting down. And as that happens, the local church also uh, disappears as the community disappears. So there's some challenges there. But to celebrate new churches that are becoming members of the denomination is a great joy as well. One particular church that I shared a story about that's based out of North Vancouver is an Iranian church. And this particular church, over the past year, being served by a pastor who is just works in his own area, so he's volunteering as a pastor. This church has had 160 baptisms over the past year. And many of these people have come from a Muslim background. All of their services are in Farsi. And this church, though, has grown to the point that they've done a, a second church plant already that's in Coquitlam, which is one of the suburbs of Vancouver. And there's a large Iranian community in that area as well. So between these two locations, 160 baptisms within a year, which I don't know for most of your listeners how they would take that, but but it just kind of rattles my world and in a very exciting way. And this pastor has now had to stop his work because he he needs to be there pastoring this congregation and discipling these new believers and helping people just to get to know Jesus in a deeper way. That's such an exciting story. And, you know, one of the things that, that I'm aware of is that Canada politically the environment versus the United States is, is much more open to immigrants and refugees. And, and here you have the world coming to you all yes. and it's opening up opportunities and yes. ministry with the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah, very much so. And it's not just like isolated in one part of Canada. I'd say in our four Western provinces, we have people from all different nationalities who are coming in and, and it creates a richness 
provided there's an open-mindedness, you know, that goes along with it. And we need that. And so there's a richness. And, 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 and even then, when you come to the practical side of things, we need immigration in Canada in order to continue to keep operating as we have. Families are much smaller. People aren't having as many children in our own, in our own Canadian context and population. And so we need new people coming in. And, and you're right, Brian, the world, we don't have to go other places now for the world. The world is really here and in our Canadian context. And, and it's a joy to be able to connect and to grow with them and to see several new particular new Canadian churches that have started over the past while and will continue to in the next season, I'm sure. Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about to help us to understand uh, most of our listeners are in the United States and Canada is a different culture. We're neighbors. We have share some similarities, but there's a, there are a lot of, a lot of differences as well. And, and one of the things we often hear in the United States is about the, the secularness of Canada and the U S is experiencing some of that, that as well, but we're not at the same place. And so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about particularly Western Canada, the culture there of what's it like ministering in that context? Yeah. That's my understanding as well, that Canada would be considered a, a more secular context. But I guess having said that, there certainly has, we have the the right to religion. We have a freedom of religion that is an important constitutional right for us still as well. And so as far as, as far as being the church in Canada, we don't have any restrictions as far as government regulations and that sort of thing, where there's an openness in that. And at the same time, there is, and it depends on, on really where you are, you know, there's different pockets of, of how people respond to the church. Some parts of Western Canada are a much more conservative, more Bible Belt type locations. Other parts, West Coast, our West Coast of Canada would probably mimic the West Coast of the United States quite similarly. There's a lot of similarities when you go north-south between Canada and the U.S., even more so perhaps than the east-west part across our own country at times. So there aren't any restrictions, there aren't those challenges, but at the same time, we find more and more that there, you could tell a story of Noah and an ark, and there will be people who have no idea what you're talking about. You know, we've, we've passed the day where you can just assume that people will know biblical stories. They will have a biblical understanding, a frame of reference that goes along with those pieces. And so that means that when you come to teach, when you come to preach, when you come to engage with the public, you can't just live in those assumptions that everybody has that same kind of understanding. And then the, the multi-ethnic aspect also plays into that too, because people who come from other cultures don't always have the same type of background or understanding of, of the biblical texts that we would as well. So, so there's some, there's some challenges to it, but at the same time, there's, there's still an openness and, and there's a joy to be able to spread the gospel. But, you know, one of the things, of course, having been up a couple of times to, to that part of Canada is you, you also serve in a very beautiful part of the world. Got a lot of, I mean, Vancouver is, is unique, but also particularly more of the Eastern part of Western Canada as you head over the Rockies is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that impacts that context. I probably, you know, if you all had a, a job opening near Banff, my wife would probably feel that God was leading me to take that or can, you know, to apply for that position. And so, you know, they also think that's something that's, I wonder how that impacts your ministry context view of, of you know, some of the debates that we have about, creation and climate change and all of these types of things. I mean, we all live in a very unique culture geographically as well. 
Yeah, we do. And, and you're right. The, the West Coast is where I have the privilege of living in Vancouver is spectacular, um, you know, with oceans, mountain, sky, uh, islands. It's it's a, it's a beautiful setting. The parts of Alberta, like Banff that you're referring to, we have a pastors and spouses conference that takes place in Banff the first week in November every year. So maybe in about a month, you know, if you're free, you might want to come and, uh, and book in there's room. So, uh, yeah, that's right. And, and, it, and, and maybe just to top it off, it, it's held at the Banff Springs hotel, which is an old uh, historic hotel that is right there in, in the town of Banff. So a spectacular setting right there in the Rockies. Our denomination has been doing that conference for over 40 years in that particular setting. So it's it's been great to be able to have that. And at the same time, so so there are there are these joys of uh beauty. And at the same time, a place like Vancouver has significant financial challenges because the cost of housing is is through the roof. And so our churches in the greater Vancouver area have a hard time attracting pastors because for a young family to come in and try to buy a home in Vancouver proper, if you were trying to buy a home in the community where your church building would be located, you could often be paying well over a million dollars for a place and it wouldn't be all that great of a place. Uh, and so, so the other option is that there's multiple families living in one house each in their own portion of that house. So there's there's real financial challenges that go along with the beauty and and the, the draw that comes from that too, which does has this has this effect on our churches. And so some churches have have gotten to the point where they enter into a financial sharing type of plan so to help a pastor to buy a home and they do a a, a shared purchase and then when that pastor moves on then they they sell the home and it's divided back up again whatever the proceeds are so there is that there is that challenge there's uh when it comes to our prairies i think as i as i mentioned before too you know the the prairies in some of the really small towns more and more there has been a draw to the to the urban areas and so there are those challenges that go along with that. And as the small towns close down, it creates a challenge for those churches. But those churches have served an important ministry in the time that they have been there, many of which have been there for you know close to 100 years or even more, perhaps. But it's difficult to keep them going when you're down to just a handful of people. Well, thanks for sharing about that context. There's you know, so much, I mean, that's a, quite a diversity. You have ethnic diversity, you have massive city in Vancouver, you have these you know, little prairie towns that are you know, dying, everything in between, yeah, yeah. all spread out over uh, this, this massive area. I mean, that that's uh, enough to keep you really busy, not just in traveling around the region, but just in thinking about all these different ministry contexts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other part, when you, when you mentioned diversity, I think of gender diversity as well. We've talked about ethnic, but uh, the first woman was ordained through our denomination 60 years ago. But we still have work to do in that area because I think out of our 170 churches, we have about a dozen lead pastors who are female. So that becomes an ongoing piece for us still. We have many churches who are very open to gender diversity when it comes to leadership. We have some churches who still hold a more conservative position on that. And so they they wouldn't be as keen to hire a woman into those positions. So yes, we do have diversity in many different ways. Well, thanks so much for sharing, for being on the program and for all the work that you're doing. You're welcome, Brian. It's nice to be able to visit with you today. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Baptist Without an Adjective. 
You can learn more about Canadian Baptist of Western Canada at cbwc.ca. As always, you can find us at wordandway.org. And don't forget to check out our sponsoring partner for this week's episode, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship at cbf.net. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll share it with your friends on Facebook. Head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and write a positive review to help more people to find the show. You can find easy-to-share links at podcast.wordandway.org. If you'd like to give to support this program, we'd greatly appreciate it. And all you have to do at wordandway.org is hit the Donate button. And whatever you give there will help support our website, our monthly magazine, and the production of this podcast. And speaking of our magazine, if you're not a subscriber, you can do that at wordandway.org. If you have any comments or feedback, please send them to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. Thanks for listening.